my friends, to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 32, and we're talking Sixers, baby. There is something different about this Philadelphia 76ers team. I've said it all year. I've tweeted it all year. Very vocal, very outspoken, and they showed up and showed out today. Not without a little scare in uh, in typical Sixers fashion, <laughs> but they're different, and we're going to talk about that. We also talk about every series. We go through our brotherly love and hate segment with Jer, where we hear what he's loving, what he's hating, and we dive into the Lakers-Warriors series, the Heat-Knicks, the Nuggets-Suns, which was wild, and then we obviously cover the Sixers-Celtics. How's everybody doing? Another great week, fantastic day today of sports. If you're a hockey fan, wonderful day of playoff hockey, uh, unless you're a Dallas Stars fan. Sorry, Andy, that sucks. Uh, but basketball, my goodness, master classes from multiple players all over the place. If you're just a hoops fan, you enjoyed today. You had to, it was amazing. Anyway, without any further ado, let's dive into the brother 11 hate segment with Jer brought to you by PHI apparel co brotherly love and hate segment is brought to you by PHI apparel co PHI Apparel Co. providing unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. Again, as always, we are very grateful to have them as a sponsor of our segment. That leads us right into it. Jer, how you doing, man? I am doing good. Just uh, finished a, a great day of sports, hockey and it, basketball. So It was a lovely Sabbath day full of fantastic sporting events. Yep, yep. Much better than, when was it, Friday? So uh, a lot better now than a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It may. It's funny how when your teams win, it really changes things. But yes, it, today was much more enjoyable. I agree with that. Yeah. If if I had another day like Friday, I would not have hopped on with you. I would have just went to bed early. I think I probably would have done the same. I just would have pushed out an episode for like we'll do one next week. We're skipping this week. Friday was miserable. Sixers yeah. lose a heartbreaker. At home, game three, the Devils get absolutely routed uh, in Carolina. It was a tough, uh, it was a tough go. But yeah, we had a nice bounce back today. Yeah, though, great bounce back. But what a terrible way to start your weekend. Yeah, I agree. Like I maybe if it agree. was a, I don't know, a Monday, great, or or a Thursday would have been even better. Like, oh, that sucks. But at least have the weekend. You know, we got yeah, Friday right. the next day. But nope. Yeah, I agree. It was a it was a pretty rough way to kick off the weekend, but hallelujah, thank goodness, um, it ended the way it did, and we'll talk about that. But before we do, let's dive right into it. Do you want to start with your love or your hate for the week? Uh, let's go with love. love All right, top of mind, um, because of yesterday, actually. Great. Let's hear it. I'm gonna go with I love dinner. Or sorry, 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 sorry. Let's start over. I love breakfast for dinner. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think it's extremely underrated. And every time I eat it, I think, why don't I do this more often? I agree. We kind of grew up having, I feel like we had breakfast or dinner a lot growing up. Am we I did. crazy for thinking that? We did, right? No, no, we we did. We, we ate a lot of eggs growing up. <laughs> yes, we did. But I agree with you. Breakfast for dinner. This Okay, this is going to sound really weird. And I tell a lot of people this. Yeah. I... Never, well, I rarely eat breakfast, but breakfast food is some of my favorite food. So yeah. I love pancakes. I love French toast. I love bagels. I love muffins. I love orange juice. I love milk, even though now I'm lactose intolerant, so it kills me. 
smoothies. I love all breakfast food, but I rarely eat breakfast. So breakfast or dinner is like a absolute match made in heaven. I am the exact same way. I usually drink like a protein shake in the morning, but I don't actually eat breakfast. So yeah. this is my only time to enjoy the breakfast food I love. Now, I don't eat cereal anymore, but it's got to be a top five favorite, favorite food for me. Wait, cereal, what, do you mean, what do you mean you don't eat cereal anymore? I don't eat it. It's just it's I don't know. I feel like it's just not good for me, but I love the taste probably because it's pure sugar. Um, Are there some healthy cereals? Yeah, they just they don't taste the same. They're just not the same. That's fair. I'm trying to think like what special K. Yeah. Or uh, what are those frosted the little square ones that have a lot frosted of fiber. mini wheats? Yeah, frosted mini wheats. Those have to be somewhat healthy, right? Yeah, somewhat, but it's just not great for you. Anyway, we ended up eating um, just eggs, eggs and some sausage and last night, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great. You, oh, so uh, breakfast for dinner. I love it. You had a whole meal and it just consisted of eggs and sausage. Yeah. And, and a biscuit. Okay. That good. That rounds it out. I was going to say what, what on earth? That's not a meal. No, no, it was, it was good. It was good. Okay. It was great. Did, I'm happy about it. Did you have them on the biscuit, AKA a little sandwich or did you have them separately? Uh, Kind of a little, a little of both. It wasn't quite a sandwich where I had it like, on top, but I'd, I'd put some on there for a bite or two or like a, a open face sandwich type of a deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Well, that's a very good love. And Thank one you. that hit hits close to home. I love that. Uh, we don't eat breakfast or dinner a ton in our house. Uh, we had, what did we have? Pancakes the other night. Delightful. Great. Um, But it, it's something that we need to do more because again, I absolutely love it. It's so yeah. good. Figure it out. Put it, put it in the rotation. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's hear your hate. What are you what are you hating? I hate listen, it's it's the season for this. It's the season. This is why I hate it. I hate attending graduations. Yeah. Yes. High school, college. I don't care. I do not like it. It is not fun. This weekend I drove down um what three hours, three and a half hours to St. George to attend my brother-in-law's college graduation. He's great. I love him. But the actual graduation sucks. Yeah. We no, I, sat in just the heat yeah, for yeah. two and a half hours before his name was even read. And he was towards like the beginning of it, right? Oh. Uh, and then luckily they read his name and I'm like, I can't do this. We have to leave. We have a we have three and a half hour drive and it's, you know, eight o'clock now. We got to go. Yeah. Um, so we got we were able to dip early, but how brutal is that? You just sit there for hours and all you do is just hear someone's name. You can't even see them, can't take a picture. They're too far away. Like it's not fun. No, I, I completely agree. It it didn't help your uh case that you were outside. It was at their football stadium, right? It was, yeah, and we sit, we were sitting on like the visitor side, so it was directly in the sun for uh, an hour, an hour and a half to two hours of it. So, is the visitor side because that's new since me and you went there? Right. Is that actual seats or is it nope. bleachers? Bleachers, and you know, I'm uh, I'm having some back problems. Yeah, and so it was just like a combination of terrible things. That's brutal. What's your brother-in-law's name? Tegan. Tegan. God bless you, Tegan. But I agree. Great guy. Congratulations. 
Not yeah. taking anything away from you, but I completely agree with that. It, Our co- it made me attending that graduation made me not happy for him. <laughs> I was like, hey, I was happy for you. Now I'm not. I wish you never went to college. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Or uh, we have to give a couple other shout outs because they just graduated as well. Our cousin slash sister, Alexa, uh, congratulations. You graduated and you played it perfectly right because we your mom was like, yeah, no, don't, don't come. <laughs> don't, right. don't come. And I really wanted to go to that one. And I tried so hard. <laughs> so shout out Alexa and shout out James uh, for also yeah, graduating. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimothy. Yeah. Um, but, but I agree. That's a really good hate. I, I also don't like, I don't like uh, graduation ceremonies at all. And the last one I attended, I think was my wife's McCall's. And wow. I remember saying the same thing of like, this is brutal. We're yeah. here for like three hours. I cheered for 10 seconds. Right. And then we, the best part of, is they, they, they ask you, they ask you not to cheer after their name is called. They're like, Hey, wait till what? we call everyone, you know, majoring in accounting before Lame. you, you cheer. Nah, I'm like, we're not real. Yeah, we are not real. doing that. Um, so we we had some people stare at us, and I, I don't know if they're mad or not. But once the name was called, cheered, we were out of there. Yeah, good for you. That's the way to do it. All right, great love, great hate. Those are both fantastic. Thank you. Let's let's start. We're just gonna run through each of the series here because there's only four, and they've actually been all fantastic. So we'll start at the top, the Lakers and the Warriors. How since we talked last week? Has the shaken out the way that you thought it would? What stood out to you? Uh, what are your thoughts? Listen, I picked the Lakers to win. Yeah, you did. This series, which was an unpopular opinion. But they're up, what, 2-1 now? Play tomorrow. Two, two and they and, dump. Yeah, what? it was ass. I was going to say 2-1, to one and a, they're coming off an absolute ass beating in game three. Yeah, the series has been weird because game two, the Warriors won by like 30. And then last game the the lakers won by 30 so kind of strange um but like i like i said it all depends on anthony davis yeah you're um, right. i think there's there's a tweet circulating twitter right now that breaks down all of his playoff games and it's it's amazing it goes like 30 points 10 points 28 points 11 points it's like so every weird. other game he dominates and then he's just non-existent and this last one i think he had 25 um, yeah. So yeah. he's due for for a crappy game. So maybe the Warriors will win tomorrow. I don't know. Um, but if AD can can pull it together for two games in a row in the playoffs, then I'm assuming they'll win. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was just listening to the TNT guys post game of the Nuggets Suns, which we'll talk about in a sec. But Barkley said this exact same thing about Harden, Tatum, and Anthony Davis, where. They'll be unbelievable. And then the next game, not are they not just bad, but they're like a shell of themselves. And then they're back again playing unbelievable. It's very weird, but you're right. The Lakers go as he goes. Um, And I don't know. I I think that the Warriors tie it up. I think it goes back to LA 2-2. Or I'm sorry, back to uh, Golden State 2-2. Right? Golden State has home court. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Home court. Yep. Um, But yeah, I agree. I, I just didn't think that there would be a blowout uh i'm not gonna lie i thought each game would be close and this was not close at all so right. a little surprising but yeah right. who, who do you have game three or game four game I'm sorry four yeah game four is in golden state so i'm taking golden state 
Yeah, Actually, yeah. no. Wait. Game Game Four is sorry. Is it at the Clippers? It's in LA or at the the crypto. So yeah. I'm gonna go with the Lakers. Okay. Lakers four, Warriors five. You think the the Lakers are gonna go up three one? I do. Yep. Wow. Okay. I've got the Warriors winning this one. I think it goes two two. Um, but I'm with you. I think the Lakers win the series. All right. Good one. Let's jump over to the Heat and the Knicks from last week. Any surprises, any anything? Jimmy Butler came back from his ankle injury. Um, and I mean, it was another one where I just felt like the Heat kind of dominated the game, ended winning 105 to 86. Anything that stood out to you or anything that you were surprised by? Yeah, I mean, Jimmy coming back is huge. If yeah. if he's back, he's playing, he's healthy, the Heat will win the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess surprising is how bad Julius Randle has played yeah i was gonna say that's if they are gonna make a serious run at this julius randall has been a stud for them he was an all-star he's been awesome for them all year and for him to score 10 points like that's not gonna get it done by any stretch of the imagination yeah yeah he has not been good i i know he's he's dealing with what an ankle problem right yeah um and really everyone on their team struggled last game Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been good really in the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. Um, but if, if he can figure it out, they can make it a series. If not, the the Heat will, will win in what five, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and again, if Jimmy is back, like that was his first game back, and he I it was just low-key at a, a very silent 28 points. Um, again, he led the I think every single player in scoring, but this was just a route and never felt close. Um, and if he can just stay healthy and continue playing, then I, I, I agree with you. I think this series is going to be over sooner rather than later, which is kind of a bummer because again, we talk about it all the time, but the Knicks are fun and the NBA is right. more fun when the Knicks are good. And let me rephrase that. The NBA is more fun when the Knicks are good at home because I think MSG is awesome. And the Knicks fans after games, on those like New York street talk videos are yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's fun. Good atmosphere. Yeah. Um, yeah. but they don't stand much of a chance if no. Randall shoots four for what? 15 or whatever he shot. Yeah. Not, not going to happen. All right. Let's jump over to the nuggets and the suns just ended, uh, probably an hour ago. Yeah. And this game was very entertaining. There was little defense played. It was offensive shootout. Uh, what stood out to you? What surprised you? Listen, when I am not invested in the game, this is the type of game I want to watch. Yeah. Zero defense, a ton of scoring. Um, I think Booker missed like three or four shots or something, which he was going nuts. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Him and KD just dominated. And obviously Jokic went, went crazy too. Um, and I will say, you know, Nuggets fans are complaining about it on Twitter. I think there's a three-point game and a jump ball, and Aiden yeah. ended up winning the the jump. But they have a point. He, they, it he should clearly, have been on Aiden. Yeah, he clearly grabs his arm. That was really bad. I don't know how they missed that. So I, I don't know how Jokic didn't, like, complain more. He didn't really, like, after he lost the jump, he didn't really look at, like, he very clearly and obviously gets his arm grabbed. Right. I, I would think he would have make a, made a bigger deal. I did see him like grab his shoulder, but when I was watching it live, I didn't understand what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but then you, you saw the replay and it's very obvious. So that they, they got screwed out of that one 
for sure. Now, I don't know if that makes a huge difference and they end up winning, but it, it would have helped, right? Yeah. Oh, big time. So Jokic drops 53, uh, plays yep. unbelievable. Murray helps with 28, but the it literally came down to the bench. I, I looked at this early in the fourth quarter, and it's the playoffs. Everybody talks about rotations and the bench is getting, getting smaller. The Nuggets played eight dudes. They only brought three guys off the bench in Bruce Brown, uh, Jeff Green, and Christian Brown. The right. Suns, the Suns rolled deep. They had Landry Shamit come in. They had Jock Landell. They had TJ Warren, Terrence Ross. Like they had guys come in, play good minutes. But what really won them the game was Landry Shamit, former Sixer yeah. great. Awesome. Awesome yeah, game he, by him. He played 30 minutes tonight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is that? The third most out of any player on the Suns? Yeah. It's crazy. And he played very, very well. What oh. was he from what was he from three? He was, was five six, for five eight. or eight. Yeah. And some of those, probably four of them were in the fourth quarter and they were huge shots. Yeah. Yep. Big time. Landry Shama is such a the dude has played with so many good players and on so many good teams. And Honestly, when the Sixers got rid of him, I thought, okay, he's going to be like when he left the Sixers, I believe he was a part of the Tobias Harris trade to the Clippers, correct? Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. And he was playing really good basketball and playing meaningful minutes for the Sixers. So when he got traded, I'm like, oh, man, he's going to be a great just knockdown shooter. He is yet to find a role or a rhythm with any team that he's played on since then. Right. It's, it's really weird. sad. It is. But hey. But he has a great game, game of his life tonight. Yeah, he picked one a good of the one games, to show so. up. He picked a good one to show up on. Also, TJ Warren, is this the first game he's played in? Uh, I don't think so. Is it? He played. He played 19 minutes, which yeah. He, he when I saw him on the court, I'm like, who is that guy? Because he had his like shaved head. I didn't realize who it was, but yeah, uh, I haven't he, really seen him much. He played uh last game. Played. He only had seven points, but he played like 26 minutes. Oh yeah. Um. Again, another dude that maybe, I mean, knock on wood, I hope it's not the case, but maybe one of those players that is always kind of a what if. After seeing him in the bubble, he was like, it, I mean, bubble basketball is funny because some players were a lot better than they are, but right. he, he got hurt. He had like a serious injury and he hadn't played basketball in a long time. Um, right. But now seeing him kind of come out of that, I don't think he's going, at least not yet. He is not recapturing any of that by any means. Correct. So I just looked. So he played this game and last game, but did not play the first two. Okay. So maybe oh. is TJ Warren the X factor for the Suns? <laughs> no. Maybe. I mean, he could be, but could uh, be. but no. But there's there's no way. Yeah, well. Um, and I feel bad for him, but I I think the X factor is going to be bench points. So I guess you could say it in a way because that was the X factor tonight. Also, what a blow for the Nuggets to kind of waste a Jokic absolute masterclass tonight. I mean, yeah. Jokic does what Jokic does, but he's not going to score 53 points a game uh, again this series. And to lose that game is kind of a dagger, but it's going back to Denver tied 2-2. What do you see? How do you see this series shaking out? Yeah, I'm still taking uh, the Nuggets. Okay. You still so you going they, Nuggets. Suns have the momentum. I just... I mean, outside of Booker and KD, right? The Nuggets are just a better team, and I think their roster is built better yeah. than than the Suns. So I agree. It is hilarious. I got a text from my brother-in-law in the middle of it that said, "This this series is literally four players. 
It's Jamal yeah. Murray, Jokic versus Kevin Durant and Booker. And that's a, more so on the Sun side. I mean, but if Landry Shamit doesn't go off, they don't have a single other guy scoring double digits. It's just Booker which is and, crazy, and Durant, which is nuts with 36 piece, but crazy, 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 crazy. All right, let's end with this. This was the game we both cared about the most, the game that stressed both of us out the most. Yep. Sixers and Celtics. Uh, I knew uh, Sixers had what, like an 18-point lead in the third? Yes, I, I knew, and I said it to my wife, this is far from over. This is a classic Sixers game where we're going to blow the lead. It's going to be close coming down to the wire. I know you feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts? What are your takeaways from the game? Listen, I'm just happy we won. Yeah, me too. I'm happy the Sixers won. I couldn't have handled them blowing another lead yep. in the playoffs. I yep. could I couldn't do it. My heart couldn't do, couldn't handle it. I agree. Um, but they they played great. James Harden fine. He, he stepped up again after yep. game one. He's been terrible game two and three. Um, but came came to play tonight. Embiid, not his best game, but he still played great. He did um, through through three quarters. He was awesome. And then the fourth right. quarter, just, I don't know if it was fatigue or what Al Horford kind of had him shook a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, there were a couple like, just he'd settled like rather than trying to get to the post and hit him with the post move, he'd settle for just kind of like a jab jab. And then he got a shot blocked a couple times by Horford. It was right. weird. It was very weird. Yeah. It was strange. Um, I know the, the commentators were talking about it too, that he looked like Horford kind of had Embiid thinking and, and yeah. questioning his shots. But um, yeah, I mean, even with that in the fourth quarter and overtime, like he still pre- played pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, he steps it up a little bit more plays, plays better is a little bit more efficient in game five. And if Harden can play, I don't know, ha- half as well as he did tonight and someone else, plays decent you know yeah. toby was not great tonight um it was Maxie Maxie. was not great yeah yep um but pj great game yep hey tucker he did yeah, that he... and one uh with like a minute left which was massive oh it was huge and i tweeted this but my turning point of the entire game first of all when the celtics took a five-point lead with like two minutes left i think everybody and their dog was like well here we go again it's over yeah and so shout out to the Sixers for actually showing some fight. I preached it all year long, and that's literally the title of this episode. But there really is something different about this Sixers team than there has been in the last, what, 10 years. Right. Um, and my play of the game was after that and one when P.J. Tucker got the rebound, put it up, drew the foul, uh, kind of celebrated for a sec and went right over to Embiid and started literally screaming at him. Right. And you could tell he was like, dude, wake up. And he even said in his post game, like, I've guarded him when he's aggressive and he's unstoppable. That's not a knock on Al Horford or Robert Williams, anybody on the Celtics, but that's what I told him. Like, stop, stop being uh, passive, like get aggressive again. And I love that because that is exactly what the Sixers team has missed for forever. They have somebody who can actually go up and Embiid's face and scream at him without it starting some type of, of fight or scuffle or anything like that. Like players respect Tucker. They love him. He does literally, he is the coach's dream, does everything that a coach could possibly dream of that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, and that is one of them. And I think that that is going to be, if the Sixers win the series, people are going to look back on that and say, holy crap, that that moment literally changed everything. Right. I, yep. I mean, that's why you uh, go out and pay the guy. Yeah, I agree. And everybody knocked on, knocked him, just crushed him for his contract. Listen, but, 
I was guilty of that. When when he first signed the contract, I'm like, he's getting old. He's getting I, old. Yeah, uh, he is, but look, it's worth on it. Pa- on paper, it makes total sense to question it a little bit, right? Ten, right. what three year, three years, ten mil a year. Yeah, ten um, or eleven. Can't remember. Yeah, and but again, I just kept saying, I've said it all season. Like you don't. This isn't a regular season signing. You signed right. this guy for the playoffs, and today was exactly what we were all talking about. Like right. that is exactly it. Yeah, um, he's he's been awesome. He's been awesome. Also, two other things. You mentioned it. Maxi really, really struggled this series. He has not mm-hmm. played well. Uh, throughout his career, he has struggled against the Celtics. I don't know if it's just matchups and they have long rim protection, which Maxi is notorious for those just quick off the dribble handoffs uh, floaters. And he's got a lot of them blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you were saying, even if Harden plays half as decent offensively as he did today, Toby has to step up or Maxi has to step up. Also looking at the, the box score, DeAnthony Melton didn't score. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's wild. Um, also have to give him a shout out, but Niang actually played really well. That's his best game of the series by far. Yeah. Um, Other than outside of some dumb fouls. Oh, really dumb fouls. You're right. He had a couple fouls. of terrible take fouls. But at yeah. least he was shooting, you know, he shot 50% from three at nine points. Hit threes. Yeah. That's, we had 11 bench points. So yeah, yeah, not great. But that's what I'm saying. Like Melton, Melton is not going to put up another goose egg. Um, but Niang, Niang hit some big timely threes. Um, but I, I agree with you there. A couple rough take fouls on Tatum towards the end there. That was actually really, really bad. Right. Um, okay. Best of three series. How do you see this shaking out? I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Sixers and six or seven. I'm going Sixers and seven. Okay. Now I'd love Sixers and six. I'd love that. But I hope they just win tomorrow. Or on in two days, yeah. Win the I first agree. road game, I and agree. Then, and pressures on on the Celtics, um. But yeah, I'm I'm going six or seven. I agree. Also, let me say this: Why the hell does it feel like every other team in the league gets like three days off in between some games, and we're playing every other day? I don't know. I don't know why. And why is it within half hour of every Devils game? I know. I know. It's that is brutal. Today they both start at 1:30, and luckily my father-in-law has two 70-inch TVs in his basement next to each other. So yeah. I had the Devils game on the left one and the Sixers game on the right, which was Great. pretty awesome setup. It was it's nice. A dream. Yeah, it was. It was the dream. Um, okay, we have to just talk about this. It's the last thing, then I'll let you go because we didn't talk about it. How about mm-hmm. Jokic and the Suns owner getting into it? Oh, I thought it was hilarious. I didn't know it was the Suns owner when it, when I watched it live. Yeah. Um, I was like, that's funny. And then it, they kind of slowed it down a little bit. And I didn't, I initially didn't see Jokic kind of shove him. Um, but one, why is the Suns owner holding on to the ball that long? Yeah. Like I saw he wasn't that. giving the ball. Jokic, what what are you doing? Like, I know you want to inbounds the ball and, and, and go quick or whatever, but you can't shove a fan, which yeah. I mean, on Twitter and stuff, they're saying, hey, he, he might get suspended. He's not going to get suspended. There's no, no way the league suspends him for that. No shot. Um, but yeah, the the owner holding on to the ball, not giving it to him, which is so awesome. And then him getting kind of a forearm shiver to the, <laughs> to the neck, also awesome. Um, it was. I awesome. wish. I wish there was more to it. There isn't. I don't think it's as big of a deal as everyone says. It's more comical than anything. I think so too. Um, I saw another angle of it though, and Okogi is the one who like flies over somebody in the front row. Right. So, 
the owner is like kind of holding the ball, helping him up. And then out of nowhere, Jokic runs up and tries to rip the ball out of his hands. Look, you're the owner of a team. You just got to cough the ball up. But Jokic giving him, yes, he flopped and embellished it. But Jokic full on gave him a real forearm. He did. He did give him a shove for sure. But Uh, I don't know how hard it was, but and he shouldn't have done it. Um, But there was there was some shove there, which is pretty funny that there there is. And then there was another fan after he shoved him who came up and pushed Jokic. And I know he got kicked out, but um, yeah, yeah, hilarious. What a I mean, nobody does it like the NBA and that especially Jokic just looks at him and then gives him a nice forearm right to the throat. (laughs) Pretty awesome. Now, that would be wild if he ends up getting suspended. That would be crazy. That'll be nuts. He look. It was stupid on both their ends, but he does not deserve to get. No, no, no. You can't you can't suspend him. But if it happens, I will think that's pretty entertaining. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Okay, fantastic. Any other thoughts you want to leave us with? No, I I think we covered them. I love it, dude. Okay, thank you. We'll chat with you next week. Cool, man. See you then. Okay, friends, we're several episodes in, and by now you know I'm a huge fan of Griffles Plasma. There's a lot to know about this topic. For starters, who needs plasma, why it is needed, and why it is important to set up and donate. Diving right in, who needs plasma? Anyone. Anyone could need plasma at any time. A stranger, a family member, a dude sitting next to you at a Sixers game. Why is it needed? Because plasma makes medicines. Different kinds of medicines for many different people and all kinds of situations. Point is, there's lots of reasons to step up. People count on people like you for these medicines. You're compensated when you donate, and it's just a cool thing to do. You spread good in the world. You show your good side. Find a center near you at griffelsplasma.com. When you donate, tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. I want to tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NBA. It's Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can also pick from Rivals, which pits two players against each other for a head-to-head matchup. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your Pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use the code TBF24 That's TBF24, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. That's Ball, folks. Brotherly Love and Hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. Listeners to our show can use the promo code TBF10 for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. Again, that's TBF10 for 10% off anything on the site. PHI Apparel Company, the one-stop shop for Philly sports apparel. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? You tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of Northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf. 
take the sting out of caring for your lawn. So let's talk Sixers. Let's talk some Sixers basketball. As I mentioned, and as the episode title says, there's legitimately something different about this Sixers team. Let's start from the top. After game three, outrageous amount of negativity coming from Philly. Twitter was just brutal. Truly brutal. There was that clip from NBC Sports Philly of a dude plastered, probably his first basketball game, talking about how this is a classic Sixers, which it was, but that they should trade Embiid and start the process over and blow it up and get rid of Harden, blah, 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 blah. So many people just chucked in the towel with the team. My whole thing was, look, it's fine to be pissed. I was pissed too. But this is this is a definite overreaction. We're not down 3-1. to one. It's 2-1 to one with the chance to tie it at 2-2, make this thing a three-game series going back to Boston. I wake up Sunday, going in, feeling really good. Nervous, of course, but feeling good. Let's break it down. Start of the game, Jalen Brown comes out on fire. The dude could not miss. Had 12 of the first 14 points. He had like 12 points with seven minutes left in the first quarter. Hitting ridiculous step-back threes with hands in his face. It looked like it was going to be one of those nights. And then, honestly, it just stopped uh, for Jalen Brown from there, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but kind of head-scratching. Tatum, absolutely non-existent in the first half. Got his first bucket with 30 seconds left in the second quarter. Crazy. He comes out of the gate swinging, though, in the third. Starts 6-for-6. Six six. Brutal. Sixers pull ahead, though, in the second behind Embiid and Harden. Harden and Embiid had the pick and roll going early and often. It was lovely to see. You could tell from, honestly, the first possession Okay, they've got it. It's a nice little roll. We're going to be okay offensively. Embiid did whatever he wanted to do. Boston decided not to really send doubles Embiid's way uh, until late. And they kind of just threw dudes at him. Williams, Smart, Horford. He did what he wanted. He did what he needed to do. And James Harden, my goodness. Everybody in Philly, not even just Philly, I think everybody they were done. They rid off Harden after that game three, which, by the way, yes, we can admit it. He was absolutely atrocious. He was terrible. But man, oh, man, was he not terrible tonight. He was phenomenal. Hitting threes, getting to the bucket, mid-range, floaters, step-backs, you name it. Even defensively, he had active, quick hands with steals, getting hands in the lane. He hits a three over Horford with like six minutes, 30 seconds-ish. Left in the third, Sixers go up 15. Now, talking with my wife, she's she kept checking in. Hey, how are we doing? How are we doing? We're at my in-laws. Uh, so she's obviously there's a bunch of things going on. I was in the basement watching alone. Uh, by the way, I have to give a shout out to my father-in-law. In his basement, he set up two TVs, 70 inches uh, a piece, right next to each other. So I had the New Jersey Devils game on the left screen and the Sixers on the right because every game so far this postseason of theirs has started at the same time. Brutal. Anyway, a phenomenal setup. Wife comes down. She's like, hey, how we doing? I'm like, we're up 15. It's great. She comes back down. Hey, how we doing? We're up eight. Looking a little rough. She comes back down. Hey, yeah, Boston has the lead. It was terrible. Anyway, take a step back. Any Sixers fan, I think, would have told you the exact same thing when we had that 15-point lead. No lead is safe. Of course, the Celtics come all the way back. They tie it with like five minutes and 25-ish seconds left in the game. And they took the lead with like three minutes and 50 seconds left. On an Al Horford dunk down the lane where he did the dumbest shimmy I've ever seen in my life. You all know how I feel about Al Horford. I hate the guy. And that made me just hate him even more. 
Celtics go up five with two minutes left, and this is where the team is different. That game's over. Any other year, and this game's over. Five-point lead, you blow that lead. There's zero momentum. There's two minutes left. That's it. Done. Everybody and their dog thought that that would be over. And the play of the game, this is truly the play of the game for me. Tobias, we're down by three. Tobias pulls up, airballs a, a shot. Maybe he got tipped. I don't know. P.J. Tucker gets the board, puts it back for an and one. Instead of going and celebrating, he runs right up to Joel Embiid and starts screaming at him, literally screaming at him. This is exactly what the Sixers have been missing for forever. He told Embiid basically like, wake up, for lack of better words. In post game, he said, basically what he said was, look, I've been on the other side. I've guarded Embiid when he's aggressive and has that mindset. He needed to play aggressive and have that mindset. Now, look, credit to Al Horford. As much as that hurts me to say, I hate him so much, but he had Embiid's number in the fourth quarter. He really did. Had Embiid questioning things. Even blocked one of his little pull-ups from the elbow. Like, had Embiid thinking. He just wasn't aggressive. Maybe he was gassed. I don't know what it was. Harden ends up hitting a floater to tie the game up with 16 seconds left. Marcus Smart had the best look you could dream of to win it, and he missed. Miracle. Again, old Sixers teams, that shot goes in and we lose. Something different about this team. OT opens up. Maxi gets a bucket, one of his patent floaters off a, off a dribble handoff. It was amazing to see. He has had a tough series so far as, as far as Maxi's standards go. Really tough. Speaking of really tough, Jason Tatum had probably the most blatant push-off that I've seen ever with 38 seconds left. And hits a pull-up three to put up the Celtics up by two. And I'm saying this as a fan of the team that won, but the officiating was absolutely horrendous. Truly horrendous. There's a ref right there who watched Tatum shove Maxi Full forearm, extension, everything. There's not even an argument against it. Here's the hard part. If Maxi flails and flops and drops to the ground, they probably have to call offensive foul. If Marcus Smart gets hit with that same forearm, that dude's in the eighth row behind the hoop. The NBA rewards flopping, and that play is the perfect example. And yes, that's funny for me, of course, an Embiid Harden fan to say, but that is quite literally the perfect example. The most blatant push-off ever. And this comes right after an offensive foul that they called on Embiid, which probably should have been an and one. Marcus Smart, I thought, was moving. Clearly, the NBA thought differently. The Sixers challenge it. They lose it. Then that Tatum shove-off happens, hits a three. Six-point swing. Legitimately almost punched a wall in my father-in-law's basement. Again, it seemed like this is the same story that we've seen every single year from every single Sixers team. It happens all the time. Some bullshit call that ends up, the other team takes advantage of it and we lose a heartbreaker. But again, this Sixers team is different. They're different. The next possession, the Celtics finally send a double in Bede's way. He does what he's done perfectly all season and kicks it to the corner where Harden's waiting, knocks down a corner three, puts the Sixers up one. There's 17 seconds left. The Celtics don't call a timeout. Joe Mazzullo is saving them like they're tokens in an arcade and he's going to come back tomorrow and spend them. Tatum dribbles the clock out, kicks it to Marcus Smart, who, of course, hits a three, but it didn't count. And look, I'm not going to lie. The second Tatum passed the ball, I couldn't, I literally couldn't physically watch. So I looked away. I looked back because I thought it was going in. Looked back. Sure enough, saw the net move. I heard Doris Burke uh, talking. Oh, it, it counts. It counts. She says, I don't think he got off at time. 
I legit fell to the ground. Like, you've got to be kidding me. They review it. He clearly didn't get off in time. And baby, oh baby, we've got a series. We are tied 2-2. Harden, an absolute masterclass. 42 points, 9 dimes, 8 boards. It sounds like I'm getting emotional about it. It's just my allergies. I apologize like every other episode. Embiid, 34-13. and 13. Yes, Maxi struggled. Melton, DeAnthony Melton didn't even score. He had the steal, which he seems like he does every single game, where he has a breakaway layup and ends up missing it. He blows it at the at the hoop. Wide open look. Just couldn't finish. He needs to work on that. Uh, give a shout out to the minivan. He played really well. He hit three threes. Had some really rough fouls, like me and Jared talked about. But all in all, Niang played well. Now look, James Harden doesn't need to do this each night. It helps. But he doesn't need to. He just needs somebody else to step up. Tobias had nine points. Maxi had 14. If one of those guys steps up, it's a totally different game. You look at Boston's side, though. Their scoring is so spread out, it's kind of ridiculous. 24 from Tatum. 23 from Brown. 21 from Smart. 19 from Brogdon. 12 from White. 10 from Horford. And one stupid-ass shimmy. Sixers all season have won games that they normally do not win. This team is different. And let's see how different they can be in this best of three series. Side note, why does it feel like every other series and every other team, they get multiple days in between games? Like three days. We play every other day. As a fan, I love that, but I'm sure it would really help our players if we got thrown a bone like that. I don't know. Lame. Stupid. I don't know, man. I've said it again. I sound like a broken record. This team's different. Top to bottom, it's different. And I feel really good. I feel really good going into this best of three. I'm dangerously optimistic. I'll put it that way. I think that's a good way to sum it up. Anyway, that's all I got. Absolutely phenomenal game. We need Harden to, again, not drop 45, but just play his game. Doc Rivers honestly summed it up perfect. He's like, look, we don't need him to be dominant offensively. We just need him to be dominant. And that's exactly it, as hilarious as that sounds. We need other guys to step up, and uh, I, I expect big things. But anyway, that's all I got for you. Giveaways galore on Twitter. I'm feeling so happy. This is just phenomenal. This is the best time of year. I just can't even believe it. Uh, shout out the Devils. Scored eight goals today. First game at home. Uh, game four Tuesday. Looking to tie things up and go back to Carolina. Who, by the way, Carolina fans, uh, they don't know hockey, so they don't deserve this. <laughs> straight up there you go uh that's all i got feel free do the like subscribe review thing one star five stars don't matter i love you all i hope you have a fantastic week and uh that's ball folks